are they going to be enough? Well, they're welcome and we welcome them, the, the, the payments that have been made. Uh, and certainly they, they are going to provide some assistance to, to people, particularly the extra €100 Euro for back-to-school costs, uh, the payments to people on the work and family payment, and the, people, the payments to people on social welfare. But unfortunately, they're, they're not enough. And we're disappointed in the Society of St Vincent de Paul in that we had called for permanent measures uh, and we'd laid out uh, a number of things, including an increase to the core social welfare payment of eight euro uh, payments, an increase to uh, payments for uh, the uh, qualified child uh, increase that goes with that social welfare payment, and an extension of the fuel allowance to working family people on the working family payment. These are people uh, in low paid work, and unfortunately. Uh, the increases that we have got are good and are welcome, but they're not enough. And it's likely that the gap between people's income and what they need to survive and uh, live is going to grow across the year. And we, we already know that for people in different situations, that the, the shortfall in their income is going to widen as 2023 goes on, that, uh, you know, for a, a standard family, two parents, two children, they're facing a, a gap of €19. Euro. For a pensioner living alone, again, another gap of €19. Euro. And these payments, while they're welcome and while they will help, don't go far enough to okay. meet that. Okay, very, very worrying situation. Um, Eugene, I asked Joe Kerry about the, the, the energy credits and the no extension of it. Um, we know there's another one coming in May. We hope we'll have another one come winter time. Um, are, are pensioners worried or concerned that it isn't being extended because heating and electricity use for the elderly aren't commodities that can be easily reduced or, or yeah. that you can go without? I must say, Alan, on one side, I, I must agree that it's, it leaves a lot to be desired. But on the other side, I know it's a difficult, it's a difficult thing to, to, to uh, put, uh, put your money out to whoever you, you, you think you should increase money with. But I would say that it was great to see the support for older people, like the income support and uh, one-off payments go a long way to ensuring that older people on a limited income can manage everyday costs. Now, I would also say that with the fuel, with the fuel prices about to increase again, any help is greatly appreciated. And as an organisation that focuses on getting out and about, we will be very happy to see the VAT rate of 29% remain in place. Older people should be encouraged to get out and enjoy life, and things like this help that. Um, it's unfortunate as I said, that uh, that the spiralling cost of electricity and things like that. Um, I know we have the one-off payments that help, but it's very little help the way things are going. And then, we, as I said, we go back to our petrol and diesel going up again. I think it's uh, June or something, and again in September. So we'd be back up there again. So we still, I would say, if anything, uh, we'd be 
a little happy with the, what we got now, but it's not continuous. Like that's the problem. You'd be better off with uh, something that stays there, not here today and gone tomorrow. Yeah, which is kind of a, a similar point to, to the one that Dennis was making, and and the no extension of the energy credit. I'm sure Dennis has to be concerned for those who you work with, Truce and Vincent de Paul. Uh, yes, um, obviously, like energy is a major problem for a lot of the people that we're working with. And, you know, I know that our local branches this week will have been in touch with families that can't heat the house, uh, people that can't heat the house and have had to make choices between whether they get food, pay for the food, whether they put petrol in the car or whatever. And energy is... Uh, one of the major problems for people and as Eugene said their energy heating is crucial to people uh, to live uh, a good life you know it's not enough that people exist it's important that they can live and live with dignity and Eugene spoke about encouraging people to live and that's very important for all people whether they're they're children or whether they're adults or whether they're pensioners or retired and you know, uh, this whole crisis, we've seen uh, food prices rocket, like people are paying a, a, a thousand euro probably more for their basket of food, a thousand euro more for their electricity. Uh, oil and gas have gone up too, very substantially. And the running costs of a car have gone up, uh, I think, 900 euro on average. And in a county like Clare, where transport is important and where we don't have the public uh, transport infrastructure that you might have in a more urbanised area, running a car is essential for people. And particularly if, you're, if you take someone on a contributory pension, they face a very significant shortfall mm. in what is required to uh, live, the, get the minimum essential uh, living standard uh, in a county like Clare where they have to pay for a car. And that was something that existed before this cost of living crisis. It's been exacerbated since. And it's, it's something that we're witnessing now in terms of the people coming to the society. Like we've had 25% increase um, in quests in January this year alone on the previous January. And those requests aren't just coming from from people on social welfare. They're coming from people that we would normally not have seen. Some of these people are people that are in work, they're renting private houses, Mm. people, even people with mortgages we're seeing coming to us. They can't afford to put oil in their heating tank because they need the money uh, to to keep themselves going, to pay their bills and pay arrears. Eugene, I know you said you, regular uh, supports or payments would be more appreciated, but the once-off pension payment, is that being well-received? Do you feel it'll make much of, of a difference among, amongst the elderly community? I suppose it'll make an immediate difference, but at the long term, I suppose, come back in four months' time and you'll hear, you know, people are different story. Uh, I would say that, that on the car and on, on fuel and that, there is a problem that we don't have the transport in most of the con- in most of the villages around Clare. So you have to use a car, and that's that's a very very big problem because I notice even in our own village now, and it's a small village, like you know that there's if you don't have a car, forget it, you're at home. And I think Which that's you can lead to you being cut off and isolated. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And you know they'll have to do something about public transport, like to these villages, and that. But um, overall, I would say that I think if you could, I think it must be something uh, with the 
with your pension that has to be done long term, you know, because they reckon that they reckon that I think it's something like 34 or is it 28 percent of 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 um, what uh, the working pension or the working of, uh, minimum wages is we get as a pension. Hmm. You know, so you, you you have a big drop there. And even I would notice myself now because I would do a lot of the shopping and that at times for the wife. And like that's gone sky high. You know, everything has gone up, up. It's nothing but money now. There's money for you just couldn't do anything else on the spend. And with that as a backdrop, do you worry that a lot of elderly people are going to struggle to make ends meet that? Oh, there's no doubt about it. And the problem is, like, I, they're, they're finding it already that they can't make ends meet. But I would know now from going around to, to different parts of Clare and Limerick and that, I go around to active retirement groups there. And a lot of people are missing from the groups. You know, yeah. they're staying at home and they don't want to go out and get coal because, you know, maybe they just don't have the firing to put on when they come home. It's a very or maybe, sad picture you're you know, painting, I have to really, say. Yeah. So... Okay. I think we could do with a bit more money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. says the same, but that's true. Yeah, so so say all of us. Uh, just to finish with your, your, yourself then, Dennis, I mean, ultimately, will these measures, these cost of living measures, just be made null and void if, if that eviction ban is lifted after March? Um, well, you're talking in terms of the eviction ban. Obviously, that is concerning. And the whole issue around housing is very concerning because a lot of the people that we are seeing uh, that may be in private rental accommodation, there are people out there with families who now are worried about where they're going to be in a couple of months' time, where they're going to be in a year's time. And there aren't that many options out there for them. And I know in Clare, we don't have enough social housing. We have a smaller stock of social housing, I think, compared to other similarly sized counties, maybe like Waterford. So, yeah, that is a worry for people. And I just say to people that are listening into this, you know, that there is help out there and ask them to go out and seek that. There's ourselves and the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. You can contact us, get, you get the contact details on our scp.ie website or you can ring us at our shop here and then it's at 65 That's 65 and that you'll receive a confidential and sensitive uh, service. And if we can't help you, we can refer you to other agencies that can. And there are supports out there for people in terms of community welfare officers, in terms of hardship funds from some of the electricity providers and other organisations that can help you. So nobody needs to, to suffer in silence. There is support out there for you in the community.